So I tell Sean, I booked Phil. I booked Phil Rosenthal for the show. Uh, I've taken over bookings. Kevin has been really stressed about the, these here. About he keeps talking. Finding posters for here. his walls and shit. He, he, he made posters for the January 6th hearings that he was going to sell like outside of them, I guess. And they were tried, tried to be, he tried to be nonpartisan with them and not choose yeah. a side. And it's like really fucking confusing. It's like wearing a Super Bowl hat at the Super Bowl. Yes. I bought the Liz Cheney one. Oh, the collectible <laughs> one. <laughs> the, ho- the foil hologram one that Kevin made. I didn't think anyone was going to buy that one. And so, and, and it just did not take sides. The headline, the like, big, the big text at the top is just, "Can you believe this?" Yeah, and it lets you decide what. And you everyone is like, "I can't." Like, honestly, it works for everybody. Yes, yeah. it's the "Don't look up" of posters. Yeah, you find your own metaphor in it. So he's been really. These are these were not even close to done in time. The renderings are still being done for these posters. Yeah, hopefully we don't hear the in the background uh, the sound of. Uh, Kevin's uh, computer processing it. I hopefully the mic's not picking that up. <laughs> I know it's been rendering ads at seven percent complete. <laughs> and so I tell Sean, you know, I you know, I booked Phil, and he says, "Oh yeah, Phil, what's the um, the Netflix show that that like has that 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 show where he goes and he eats food?" And I said, "Somebody feed Phil," and he goes running off. Why, Sean? Is the he's the type of friend he will do anything you ask, and so he thought I was giving him an order, which I almost never do. Is that why he showed up at my house with food? So tell me what he brought you because I know he was foraging a lot. <laughs> oh no, there was just some old leaves. Okay, and, <laughs> and so, something that looked not like even an good animal, leaves, huh? Okay. An animal of some kind, maybe roadkill. Okay, he said he thought that was like a, a rare mushroom. Yeah, yeah, no, he needs to take a class. He's, he says he's self-taught. He's a self-taught. <laughs> that, I mean, this that's so, that's so Sean, by the way. You so like, Sean. He takes accidental commands to the fucking absolute limit. Like that's uh, that has happened so many times. I was like, mm-hmm. I. He came up to me one time, brought up some, I forget what it was, some idea for a script he had, and it was really crazy outlandish, and there was no way I was financing it. So I just said, go fly a kite. This dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> nearly electrocuted himself. Uh, it was a lightning storm. and I, it was You fun- could make a lot of money with a friend like that. Let's talk about money. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Let's something get the three it. of us have in common. <laughs> Hollywood success. <laughs> Welcome Finally, to Hollywood Handbook, <laughs> an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names to the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. I'm Hayes Davenport. I'm here with fill-in co-host John Gabris and our guest, Phil Rosenthal. Phil, thank you so much for being here today. What a pleasure. Phil, Phil always a pleasure to see you eat, to see your world-famous bite and smile at this point. Oh, so glad not- it's back. Phil, I believe on my travel show, I call out a Phil Rosenthal impression when I try a foie Let me gras dumpling. I can Let do me it. See. It's like this. I'm going to sip water instead of bite to do my Phil impression. Yes. Wow, he's really enjoying. 
I'm you kind of got like a mere, meerkat energy when you try something you really like. You kind of like pop awake and then are like glancing around for predators or something. But I like it's it's pure joy watching you eat. I went to Lisbon and ate the same shit you did solely because of your show. Don't and I got shit. fat. What the fuck, man? Don't say fuck. Oh, excuse me. Thank Don't you. say shit. Don't <laughs> right. say any of that. I gotta stop saying shit and fuck. It's like this a big thing. Children watching. I have a long, yeah. loyal ch- child following. Your resume, creator of more recently, I'll have what Phil's having, and somebody feed Phil. Previously, everybody loves Raymond. People forget. I think it's become it's like such a part of the canon now. People forget how innovative it was at the time and that show was actually considered when it was first on the air very scary why <laughs> this the yelling i don't think people were used to like I, I i guess like you didn't you were so in it you didn't know how scared everyone was watching that show <laughs> people what had never scared? seen yelling the, the, people like would cover their ears like people weren't used to like that much yelling on 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 TV. It was a really I, scary show. I think Robert's deep voice really mm-hmm. like sc- scared a lot of Americans. Everyone. Everyone got really scared. <laughs> Did they not live at home with other people? <sighs> you know, I think Cuz that's where the stories were coming from. <laughs> Our regular homes with regular people and that is the you know, I thought we toned it down on the show compared to my house. I was just about to say, uh, for home, a lot of people, home is scary for them. Yeah. So, like, yes. being reminded of home is triggering. And now it was coming out of the TV. It's, like- it's funny. When I went to Russia to help the Russians, they asked to me to go there. Raymond. Exporting yeah. Raymond. They asked me to go mm-hmm. and turn my sitcom into Everybody Loves Kostya. And the mm-hmm. only thing I said to them when I got there in my way of helping was to suggest that they... Try to keep it real. Not real American, but real Russian. I wanted mm-hmm. Russian people to relate to it so that it would seem like real life to them, right? Yeah. And they were only used to doing very broad, sticky, over-the-top, cartoonish types of shows. And so when I suggested this, that we try to keep it more like real life, their answer to me was, real life is terrible. Why would we put that on television? Valid point. Yeah, the Russians. The Russians have a lot of good ideas. And so, Kevin, <laughs> when we like, we always pull like a promotional clip for the show, so we can just get Phil saying, "What when I when I went to help the Russians, cut the thing about <laughs> that he was going to help them with a sh- with a show that that just have him say what I told him. Just keep it real. Great. That's right. And they've listened to me ever since. Yes, they've been keeping it so real. Everyone criticizes them for this stuff. <laughs> you can't deny they're keeping it insanely real. I think I think exporting Raymond, if it was released today, it would do very well because look, they're the Russians are back in the news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People searching Russia are like stumbling upon a comedy documentary. <laughs> the punchline of that whole story was that after I left, they did whatever they wanted. They didn't listen to me at all. And the show became, I actually, in the mail, I got a Guinness Book of World Record medal from the Guinness Book of World Records. That adaptation of Raymond in Russia is the single most successful adaptation of a show from another country in history. <laughs> it's still running and has two spinoffs. And 
it's not once a week, the show. It's five times a week. <laughs> like a soap opera. <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I remember from the doc, uh, the writers or the creatives having a hard time understanding like the husband wife dichotomy of like uh well no she would of course have to do the chores or whatever and i was like oh man how i watching you like articulate what's funny about raymond to these guys to the to those people and they're like we don't even have the same foundation for setup forget punchlines we can't even land on similar setups except that what i learned was that they were not telling me the truth that that is the, what they would like it to be they would <laughs> like to pretend that men are in charge and women do whatever we say. It's not true. And I can feel Gabriel. I can feel this becoming a high and mighty. I could feel Gabriel's kind of like getting too comfortable in the in the in the host role. Yes, uh, I yeah, I, I can I can feel that happening too. I feel that, myself, and that's fine. It's yeah. not your fault. I had asked Kevin to sort of intervene when that happens to just kind of like pull the plug, say that Put there him in was his like place. yeah, say that there was like a Zoom issue. Communicate with Gabriel off air. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I've been ignoring all these texts from Kevin that are yeah. like, if you could just shut your camera and mic off right now, I, it's not happening. I'm sorry. When you hire me, you hire me for a reason. I'm filling in for Sean. Big shoes to fill. I'm trying my fucking best here, Hayes. I'm sorry. Okay? Again, he's cursing. Oh, fuck. My bad. <laughs> and really bad stuff, too. Really, like, bad cursing. Some of it's going to rub off on me. Kevin, can you put the F word over those really bad curses I accidentally said, like in post? Can you just fix it so it so sounds like I'm F very word? impressionable. <laughs> well, that's the last thing we want is, Phil, you taking some of this bad attitude I have out into the world. Let's talk about rubbing off on each other. Oh, OK. John Gabrus also has a show. Yes. Where he goes Rubs around the world. People. Yeah, you know, everyone has to watch him. I've been told I rub people the wrong way, like mm. frequently by yeah. collaborators. Yes, it's and up and down, members. up and down. Not yeah, I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing the wrong way. I'm going east-west. <laughs> you don't want to be going east-west. <laughs> this is terrible. Come on. <laughs> but uh, You have a yes, show. Phil has been rubbing off on me, is what yes. you were saying. Talk about your inspiration. Talk about... Your show. Talk about what inspired you to do a show where you have fun and everyone else has to be subjected to it. <laughs> Who are you talking to now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Phil, because uh, some of his answers may rub off on me. Good. He's more experienced. He's more well-versed in this. I finally just got uh, my dream job, but, you know, due to mergers, I have no idea if anyone will sure. ever see it. Yeah. So Raymond ended in 2005. And right away, I started in with other sitcoms to sell, and nobody wanted any of them. And for years, I'm just writing pilots, writing pilots, and they sending me pilots for me to, to run. I don't want any of them, and they don't want any of mine, because the business had changed in the nine years that we were doing that our show. Uh, meaning, they everything they wanted, just carbon copies of Friends, it seemed like, or mm -hmm. Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. And these weren't, that they're not my what I do. Right. Nothing wrong with those shows. Not it's just not my sensibility and not what I not what I'm good at. So they didn't want from me and I didn't want from them. And then I had this idea, this dream idea that started back during the Raymond days when we did a show in Italy. And Raymond, you know, I saw Ray really transform, not just in the script that I wrote 
a guy who didn't like traveling and suddenly got woke on the on the trip and then suddenly understood the magic of travel. I saw it happen to Ray Romano, the person, hmm. when we filmed. And I that's when the light bulb, oh, I would love to do that for other people, right? So this is always in the back of my mind as I keep striking out in the world of sitcoms after Raymond. But let me tell you, when you walk into a major talent agency that knows you only as the sitcom guy who had some success, and you tell them, you know what I'm going to try now? A food and travel show. They look at you as if you just pooped on their desk. <laughs> so they were not going to help me. They did not want this idea from me. They thought I was insane. And it took me 10 years to get mm -hmm. the show. Wow. So when people say, oh, you're just doing what you love. Yes, now I am. But sure. look at the road it took to get there. Nothing is easy. That Yes, this is a dream job. Was it worth the 10 years? I would say yes, because now I'm ha very, very happy. People say, oh, you look so happy. Are you always that happy? I am when I'm doing that show. <laughs> yeah, Who wouldn't be? Now, do you feel do you feel your body could have handled it better if they greenlit it 10 years ago? Yes, I'm, fe I'm feeling every bit of my party travel show. I, I was like, if I got the show when I was 32, I think I'd live through it. Now at 40, it's uh, I don't Guess know what, what the other side of this looks like. By the way, that's the message. Go while your body can still handle it. Go <laughs> like go now. You're you will never be as young as you are right now. That's what I say. Go while you can still hike up the mountain. Go while you can still, you know, party a little bit. Go while you can still eat the food. You don't want to be old man and being wheeled around on the beautiful sights. It, I mean, it's better than nothing, but you'd like to have some mobility when you travel. So you'd like to eat wait. two kilos of prosciutto without passing. That's away. right. Like you, you want to eat all the great stuff. You want to have the body to do it. So that also means taking care of yourself a little bit when you're not doing that. So the biggest question I get always, the number one question, how am I, how am I not 400 pounds? Because I don't do that when I'm not doing that. And I sure. also, you're seeing, you're also, there's a trick. We're filmed for a week in a place and you're seeing it condensed into less than an hour. So, yes, I look like a pig. people don't understand that people think everything is in real time. They think they're it's happening inside the TV <laughs> while they're watching it. You just cannot explain to the that a lot of people are begging together, begging for the behind the scenes of you <laughs> on a Ducati motorcycle shooting to the next location at one hundred and ten miles an hour to get the bite in while there's a B-roll transition like they just when, can't wrap. Their when you see it. the scene where I eat a lot. I am eating a lot, but that's all I ate that day. You know how they make a dog food commercial? They don't feed the dog until the commercial. And I'm the dog. I don't eat until that scene. And that's I'm the dog now. Well, that's man. not fair. Yes. I mean, you know, you got to. Yeah, like, this, this should be like a union show. You should be getting a lunch. Like you, it, it should in be a the union shoot. show. I agree. I wish mine was because then I By the way, guarantee the, health insurance. We stop for the crew. We must. That is very important. The but you're not allowed crew, to eat. You're not allowed to eat in the. Like, I can during. join them if I want, but it'd be pretty stupid. Okay. I feel the same way. Blow your appetite <laughs> on, on the crew. By the way, and the crew lunch is usually at one of the restaurants that we're filming in. And they <laughs> eat fantastic well. And if you watch the show, 
You see that I don't finish anything. I share with them. Now, Phil, that is something my co-host Adam Pally and I stole from you. We feed because also you're stand, sitting there eating like Wagyu beef and you're like getting full. And the sound guy has got a single tear coming out of it. That's eye, right. And you're like, oh, fuck, Josh, you want a slice of this shit? You know, so you, you want a slice of this steak? I apologize. That's right. Very nice. You, you toss it in the air. I toss it in the air. If he doesn't catch it, it lands on the, the water. Floor. Let them like fight over like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, you know. You've done this. My question is like, why stop with just like going around the world and like eating exotic foods? What about like, what about smelling? What about like going around the world and like smelling exotic, like very fine things from around the world, like very unique smells? Yeah. Oh, that's somebody sniff Phil. That would be a Mm -hmm. great show for you. (laughs) I agree. How's your olfactory? Is it still? I know you it's like you're kind of popular for it back in the day. Is it still going? I'm still? known as the guy who eats the food. You can be the guy who smells. I can. Well, I, again, I don't want to stop there. I'm going to be touching things as well. Oh, oh shit. Okay. I'm going to be touching all manner of things that you can only find in exotic locations. Oh, you mean the X-rated version? <laughs> I, well, I mean, exotic or erotic locations? It's, 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 X, it's X for it's X for exotic. Okay, got it. I'm sure there are sites on the internet X, 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 that would love a show like that. Are you hoping people are watching your show, Hayes, and going, fuck, I got to get to Gibraltar and feel I that rock. Smell, I got to <laughs> smell and feel that rock. I smell and feel it at the same time. And then you describe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sniffing for Italy with mm-hmm. Hayes Davenport. Hollywood Oh, I have a pitch for you, Phil, because you've done this. You know, you've done your dream show now. So now and I it get becomes the, a nightmare. The, the, the like Friends <laughs> and Sex in the City thing. I get it's not your sensibility, and that's fine. Friends and Sex in the City. Friends in the City. Three, three men, seven women, all white, all white. <laughs> three of the the three men are in their twenties. Three of the women are in their twenties. The four other women are of a certain age and they all they're that's the show like that's the group they're all friends and sex of the city with each other and it's all new york again sounds (laughs) great for you to do i don't have time i'm 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 smelling and touching my my, why don't you combine this my palms are raw why don't you combine the smelling and touching with this idea and they all smell wow. and touch each other. Yeah, I'm glad you went to smell and touch because I know your fir- the the pilot's original premise was looking, and so looking. you found you you found yourself describing what things looked like to people who could see it they on camera. It. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I yeah. think it should be called smelling and touching friends in the city. <laughs> smelling and touching colon friends in the city. I love it. <laughs> Oh, you smell like such a Miranda. It's like stuff what people are going to start saying to each other. Or, hey, wait a minute. You smell like Miranda. Where have you been? <laughs> well, Gabrus, maybe what? you could ask Phil for, you know, I don't know if the show's coming back. You told me to, you told me to like lay off asking questions to make it seem like, you know, so you want this me to is ask no, but Phil no, 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 now? no, no. I said you get out of host mode. Host mode oh, okay. for you is not asking questions. No, it's just me talking over. To be fair, yes. host mode is a lot like guest mode. Don't let anyone else talk. Who cares That's what right. the premise of the episode is? Yes. Yeah, I'm familiar. Well, Gabrus is a good interviewer. He can knows what to do. Oh, 
How interesting. Hayes. I've been on that couch. <laughs> In this case, I want to make sure because I've heard things about his show, like, you know, with the merger and everything. Like, I. <laughs> Are you talking about you're hoping that the Discover Brothers platform carries my show for because sh- you're a cord cutter so you There's, can watch it on Discover the, Brothers? I'm just hearing, uh, you know, the axes fall. Like who knows where it will fall next? So in order to maybe secure the deal, if you go to them with a really compelling pitch for the next season, different places you could go, different things you could eat. Maybe we could maybe we could seal the deal on this thing. Maybe Phil can help. Maybe Phil has recommendations on like places that like, you uh, and your friend we have. Yeah, we have we have a hundred could party but could party before you die. A hundred one places to party before we die or before mm-hmm. you die. Before one dies, I guess is mm-hmm. the sort of subtext of the title. Uh, we went to eight places in the first season, which hopefully will air and people will watch Thursday nights on True TV. Uh, but what is this? Uh, July 14th is our premiere. Uh, I'm going to watch. Oh, thank you, Phil. And then you, you hear that true? From me that says, stay out of my lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's insane to be doing. Like, it feels crazy, right? You feel like, how is this? Like, this is what, if I got a job, what I would do on my time off is travel and eat food and drink. And now you're doing it for your job. It feels really like I feel like I'm scamming someone and I'm afraid someone's going to find out and be like, no, you're supposed to be a ditch digger and like just shove me back to there or something. I'd, I'd be afraid that nobody's going to find out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's always if a I were you. But where did, where <laughs> you, did know? you go? Tell us some of the places you went on your eight trips. We went to all American uh, places. Uh, so we went to uh, Maui, Moab, uh, wow. San Juan, uh, Miami. Uh, Denver, Richmond, uh, and Portland. I that might be eight. I got and Atlanta. That's eight. There we go. So can't do a those, Turner show without going to Atlanta. Of those on our show, we've only been to Portland, so w- it'll be fun to compare. Wait, did you go to Portland, Oregon, or Portland, Maine? Portland, Oregon. And what, you, what went you, Portland, Maine. you went, went to Portland, Maine. You went to Portland, Maine. I went to oh, both. You went to oh, both. Okay. oh, hell yeah! In this uh, season, we go to Portland, Oregon, and Portland, Maine. Yes. This the, the shows that are on right now. Oh, that's awesome! Now, I enjoyed you, Portland. Isn't it great? How about those food pods? What is what's a food pod? Oh my god, he didn't do the food pods. Well, I did the entire Portland, episode Oregon there. They didn't do the food, food pod pods. I'm gonna take your license away. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh my god, his license to party has been a, revoked. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's what that's what it's called. Okay, now I know. Yeah, I learned the lingo, called, man. I got to get with the link. My show is we're definitely not helpful as hosts. Like you're a good host in explaining this is like a food that's famous here and it's good. So what's the premise it. of your show? You get high and eat. <laughs> yeah, we get high and get drunk and eat and then do dumb activities. It's this sounds re- terrible. It's oh, it's terrible for other people to watch. <laughs> I don't understand wh- who may want to watch it, but it's amazing to shoot. It's just I can't imagine who who gives a fuck. But I also watch strangers make ceviche all the time. So maybe, you know, like everyone likes dumb shit. Like travel shows are what I li- I lived on for so long, especially in the pandemic. So to find to get to do one feels like adding to a, a, a market that I love so much. 
I feel like I feel like a little kid who's like getting to throw a football to, you know, Michael Irvin or something like I'm just like I get to come out here on the field and be like, I also am doing something like this. And everyone's kind of like laughing, like Stanley Tucci shoves me and Pat Padma spits on me. It's exactly how I feel. Aren't I the luckiest guy in the world? So good for you. So you got in there. Well, what should he do? So say they come back to him and say, all right, look, the show's called the show's coming back. It's now called 16 places to party before you die. <laughs> you think it was a little presumptive to like have that uh, name for our show? Is that like a little bit like calling a, a shot? <laughs> like a little... I think it's a great idea. It forces I mean, I don't go, know. It's, well, it's... the name of the show, we got to do the name of the show. It's a little presumptive about how long you're you're gonna live. <laughs> That's fair. To be fair, I, yeah. Not only do we need them to pick up cycles, it needs to happen fast. <laughs> so where should he go? Season two, they get they get eight episodes. Yeah, they get six of them are still going to be in America, right? And they get one episode where they travel to a place two different locations but they can drive between those locations jesus christ did you like talk to the upm of the show <laughs> like the shit you're saying is the shit the exact, a, like as someone knows how to cut corners <laughs> they're not gonna pay for two separate international no we're going trips. to europe for two weeks and it's a train yes. ride between cities so. i would i have a suggestion where you should go i'm listening kiev Keeve. in ooh, have you yes. gotten there on your show? No, I'm not crazy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you go. I will go. if it means if, if it means a second season. I will go to Kiev, and I will be uh, not tell anyone that I just started pronouncing it as Kiev this year. Very safe for the crew to be running around Kiev with something shoulder mounted. <laughs> I'm sure that'll show up very clearly on the on the drone. <laughs> oh no, no, it's okay. It's a Listen, I, God willing, that place will be okay, and, and they will. If, if you know, clear those bums out of there, and I'll go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love nothing yes. more than to support that country. That would be fantastic. I was just su- suggesting to Gabers that he go now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. What's up? Welcome back to 101 Places. We are fighting with a citizen army on back. <laughs> <laughs> See, but you're young enough. You can do this. I still got it. I still have what it takes. How about to that be fabulous uh, Bourdain show where he was in Beirut when they started attacking and they had to get out yes. during the oh. thing, right? Yes. I'm not doing that. I'm not that guy. I'm no. not brave. I'm not an adventurer. I'm the opposite. I need I need a hotel with a bed with a pillow. You know, I, I want to be a little comfortable. You're so high maintenance. You demand a bed and a pillow on set. You're right. Wow. Insane. What a rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the PA is like Phil needs a pillow in his hotel room, <laughs> like rolling his eyes. <laughs> Coordinator. <laughs> he says he needs water in a, in the car if you expect him to shoot in the desert. I represent all the other people out there who are exactly like me. They do not want to risk their lives for entertainment. I I repelled a waterfall uh, in the finale of uh, our show, and that was, how'd you do? I, I did. I succeeded. I lived. It was yeah. I look like an absolute. I'm screaming that I hate it and I don't want to do it. Like I look to. 
up there, I also ride a horse in one in one episode, and I was equally terrified of that. I rode a I camel. Did. You ever ride a camel? I have not. It's brutal. Who designed <laughs> this awful. as a form of transportation? Yeah. <laughs> you sit on there. First of all, a camel hates you, doesn't want you yeah. on it, and is, is braying and you know doesn't want to. They have handlers to make them kneel so you can get on the damn thing. The thing hates you. And then as you're walking, there's I'm um, punching in the air one fist at a time. Boom, boom, boom on your undercarriage. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. This is not a pleasant. You've done it? I've never done it because they were genetically engineered to not have me sit on them. They That's they, right. they, they they created this yes. this thing to say, don't this is not for you to sit on. But they, well, the hum- how does a camel smell and feel, Hayes? Oh yeah, I won't ride it. I'll I'll smell it. I'll touch every inch of it. <laughs> Touch him. Sir, we don't you. need it. <laughs> Not every inch, let me, please. Let me tell you something. <laughs> cut, second, cut, cut. second to riding it is smelling it. Uh, horses don't smell great either while we're on it. I've yeah, or, and riding them also not so, you know. Not if you're self-conscious about your size or weight, if you've broken a couple of chairs in mixed company because you're 295 pounds and people go, I swear that's good. If you broke your friend Ben Rogers' couch and had to buy him a new one, uh, mm. then mm. you might be. And then the whole, they're like, this is Boudreaux. Climb on. And I'm like, I he doesn't want me on him. He doesn't want anyone. And he certainly is not like, give me the biggest one. Like, I, I don't <laughs> want to. I feel so I'm, so I'm sitting on his back. I'm like, I get it. I don't want to be up here. You don't want me here. Get me the hell. Why don't you just put another horse on me? Yes, I'll carry you, Boudreaux. Sit on my back and I'll walk around with you and take a super long piss when you don't want me to. I have a tip for you guys. Yes, because you, you you're you're Phil. I'm sure still not used to like you're the star now. You know, you're big, big star. You're the on-camera talent. Huge. You're used to being behind the camera. I worked on a show with a major star whose name yes. I will not reveal. Do it. But but could be... Wendy the Snapple Lady. Could be one of the cast of uh, Friends... Uh, that smell. Friends having sex in the city. Smelling and touching. <laughs> Got it. Oh, are you saying that, that the star of your show was in... Was was in could, Sex and the City? One of those 10 people? It could be one of those 10 people. And her producer uh, came to one us. One of those seven. Okay, we narrowed <laughs> it down to seven. Came to us one day and said, hey, so there was a vanilla candle in her trailer. Like, we don't, like, you should know, but, like, she doesn't do that. She doesn't do vanilla candle. And everyone, She wants Gwyneth Paltrow's hoo-ha. Right, <laughs> which is now now which Phil's is just French, reading his writer. That's, that's French vanilla. So. <laughs> and so marketing plan. But then she comes along. All these people get in trouble. They're all a little scared. And then she comes along and she's like, "Guys, it's fine. I, I heard that there was an issue with the candle. The candle's great. I have no like that that whole thing. Like that's not a big deal at all. Like don't don't worry about any of that." So now everyone loves her, but how else did this come up? Somebody yeah. mentioned the they're, candle thing. They're playing good cop, bad cop with the right? crew. Yeah, <laughs> with the candle. I, I might. Yeah. Take, I might take a page out of Cynthia Nixon's book there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, That's I know how your you resume, Hayes. So. A, a legendarily <laughs> beloved. Like, I don't know who told you that. Like you, you have your team 
like lay ground fire before you roll up. Oh yeah, like, and then you show up guys. and be, Oh, I don't know why you guys. Everyone's walking on eggshells. I'm hey. fucking chill. <laughs> Take the cuffs off. Release them. <laughs> <laughs> Let <them> go. <laughs> There had to have been a moment where they're like, and they got the fucking vanilla candle in my yes. trailer. You know, they're like, there's no other yeah. way. How else would it come up? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't make it, that up. These are the these are the these are the big problems. You know, when you don't have big problems, you take the little ones and make them big. That's mm-hmm. why you get this behavior, this entitlement. You know, it's it's. I think it's why someone forget whatever other reasons were going on in his head. The only thing this man, Will Smith, has to apologize for Mm -hmm. is his entitlement. Mm -hmm. The fact that he thought the crowd would not only think it was okay, but love that he got on the stage when someone else was talking, let alone hit the man. That's, you're seeing entitlement. That's the only thing that he, when he comes on the, when he does his Oprah interview, if he doesn't apologize for that, I don't want to hear anything. Well, this is Kevin's big thing. Like, you know, Kevin always has like a big speech he likes to wants to make about this stuff. And like almost every episode, he wants us to carve out time where uh, he can talk about the Will Smith thing. So, really? Kevin, yeah, go ahead. Like, what's your what's your, so he so he and he disagrees with you on this, Phil. So he does. He, no, yes. I'm so, I, this is I have a new poster out. This is a perfect time to announce it. <laughs> that just says the slap. And that's it. And it's just It's not like, taking a side on the slap. It's no, just, it yeah, just yeah, says the it. slap and it is selling like hotcakes. And so there's a and, link in the description if anyone but wants But you got it. a cease and desist from NBC, right? NBC is yeah. the slap. Yeah. <laughs> Zachary Quinto is suing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So those are real those are really late. Yeah. Do you know what peak you know what peak entitlement is? You know what behavior drives me crazy? Is when someone complains about something that bothered them, it gets fixed. Like mm. in a minor way, like restaurants or on at work or something, and it gets fixed. It's like, God damn it, you know, the soda machine's always broken. Someone's like, the next day it's fixed. That person who's like, Could you believe yesterday the soda machine was broken? <laughs> and you're like, like, Can you believe he fucked up my order? It's like, Yeah, but you got the new fresh complaint. order. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, Isn't I just life can't bad get enough. <laughs> yeah, we need I can't to get out of the, the headspace. <laughs> yeah. Like trapped in there, like, I can't believe they gave me the dish with peanuts. It's like, yep, but they took it away and gave you back the dish without peanuts, and you're going to be okay now. And it's like, nope, I want to stay complaining (laughs) because complaining is what we do. And that's when you realize someone's just choosing to be mad in that moment. (laughs) Of all the choices you can make, you're just going to choose to be pissed while we're out to dinner. I will not sit here while you denigrate my people. (laughs) The complainers? (laughs) Yes. So Phil, what's next? What do we? Uh, what I'm do gonna we... lie down. Uh, the, the next season is you lying down. <laughs> yes, somebody, somebody tuck Phil in. Somebody I think tuck the show's Phil called. In. The show's still called Somebody Feed Phil, but it's like more desperate sounding. <laughs> exactly. Somebody, somebody feed Phil. That's As right. You're just li- lying down there. I'm just laying there. <laughs> I like the title because it denotes like a guy who can't take care of himself, like a dog. It's one of the great titles, and it's part of the the structure that you built, which is blank but blank buddy verb guy. That's right. Uh, and the theme song. Somebody From- love Phil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Somebody, please, please, can we get somebody to love Phil? And you know who's saying that usually? My wife. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Uh, Phil, did you have travel show inspirations when you were uh, trying to make? Yeah, of Bourdain. course, right? No reservations and all the other board Say, things. say, Rick Steves is a big listener. If you just like give a little shout out to Rick Steves, I just, I, I don't, say, I don't want to get an email from him. I always say I'm, ex- I'm, I'm just like Rick Steves without the intelligence or the sex appeal. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm only like Rick Steves in that I also like weed. <laughs> I heard that. Rick Steves, big proponent of uh, legalizing cannabis and travel. Those are two of my favorite things in the world. You know, he doesn't he doesn't look the type. You should never judge someone Mm -hmm. by how they look because Mm -hmm. he's, I guess, really, really cool. (laughs) We uh, I I look like I I (laughs) I have to look. (laughs) I look like like the guy on the box. A guy at uh, Morimoto in uh, Maui called me low rent Maddie Matheson. We were filming a, a dinner scene and uh, How kind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, thank you. We were cursing a little bit in what we were fil- we were talking. We we're just because, as you've heard, vulgar mouth. And this, but you, that's someone, on the show. You're cursing too. Uh, well, I think they'll be bleeping it. But yeah, we're we're cursing. It's you know, we got real. Like you told the, the Russian writers. Yes. Keep, it, keep real. it real. Keep it real. A woman right. comes over and says, we're dining with our daughter over there. Could you just and your language is blah, blah, blah. And we're, I was like, oh, so sorry. We will keep it down. Her daughter's like 12. And then she starts walking back. And her husband who's sitting there next to the door is like, fuck it. And he screams, fucking low rent Maddie Matheson. And I, I just turn. And I go, wow. I can't curse in front of your daughter, but you can act like this at like a crowded resort restaurant. And then the producers all had to come in. You know, it, it got like a little uh, real house. Wow. It sounds like that show that was set in the Maui Hotel. What was that show called? Oh, uh, uh, White Lotus. Which gender- White Lotus. Yes. Kevin. <laughs> Sorry. White Lotus. <laughs> sounds like a scene from White Lotus. He's going to come and poop in your luggage. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Phil, what's yes. what's next? I don't want to fill in for you, but book. Yeah. Oh, the book is coming. Book coming. Somebody so, book so, Phil. So the book is a, it's called Somebody Feed Phil the Book. You can already pre-order it. It comes out in October. Are you concerned it's, that people are going to try and feed you the book? It could happen. I didn't put a comma. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I know it's late. I don't know where the book is and it's pressing, but somebody read Phil is mm, right there. Somebody read Phil. <laughs> yeah. No, it is not doing that. But okay. <laughs> tagline. Tagline. It's good. Caption? How about it just a tweet? Can you give me <laughs> maybe the next book? All right. I like that. That's that call. You should have called it Phil's first book. It has 60 recipes from from the first four seasons that the viewers requested the most requested recipes. So at the very least, it's an excellent cookbook. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, just again, I could feel Gabriel's trying like again, this is he wants to interrupt. It's, no, I yes. apologize. I, Hayes, you were saying something. It started with and really loudly. So podcast, like a fu- <laughs> podcast, getting in I the game. I have a podcast like you. Welcome it's to the family. Naked Lunch. Yes. Naked Lunch with my and, friend David Wild. And we interview the stars of the day. And it's really fun. And we eat lunch while we do it. And we're naked. We we got together, the podcasting community. We said, excited to have Phil and David. This is yep. the last one. No more. No more. This I, is... I agree with you. I'm closing the door behind me. Yes. I yes. am not helped. I am. I am the ladder. 
for those who come behind me is being drawn up. It's pulled up with me. We're pulling That's up it. the step the ladder of yes. podcasting. The helicopter is taking off from Saigon. <laughs> Anyone who's hanging onto the skids, we break their fingers. They're going to fall. <laughs> I like this idea. I think there is too many also. <laughs> Indeed. I'm just happy you're not watching old episodes of Raymond and getting paid off of it again. I'm just happy you like you are doing something new in podcasting. I feel like TV stars are coming back and watching their own shows. And oh, no, that I do on my own late at night, really pathetically. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten some of your crying voicemails about what, what you're I watching. eat. You know, I, I, I'm scraping the bottom of the mac and cheese pot. Oh, from the craft mac and cheese, and I watch mm. old Raymond episodes. That's what I do at night. So I I know you know the Doughboys. You did an episode of the Doughboys. I love the Doughboys. Yeah, I uh, haven't heard of them. If you just want any tips on like eating on a show, I did an episode of the Doughboys where I ate sixty nine shrimp. Uh, oh, the Sonic experience for the listener. There's just like certain ways to like eat, and certain foods that you eat. Shrimp is one of them. That like is very pleasurable for a podcast listener to hear, uh-huh. and it's it's a um, uh, it's a, it's an effect where like the more shrimp you eat, the more like the better it sounds. It's um, it, it it's exponentially pleasurable. It's because it's a soft, chewy thing. Yeah, it's not that soft the way I eat it. Uh, with the shell, tail, which is tail first. I eat it with the shell on. <laughs> So my crack, te- crack, crack. My teeth are connecting a lot. Yes. So it sounds pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I do a lot listen. of That's... I do a lot of episodes where I eat jars of peanut butter with a head mm-hmm. cold, uh, and people seem to really like the way that sounds. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a stuffy nose jar of almond butter going down. I, people... I'm doing a show where everybody has a straw and a cup, and <laughs> there's three drops left in the cup, and that's all you hear. <laughs> Where can we find what? Uh, do we have a network for Naked Lunch? Is this uh, it's, self-produced? It's Stitcher, but it's everywhere you can get podcasts. It's on there. Where do people hear this? Uh, Kevin is trying to get it uh, posted to the internet really soon. Um, so, <laughs> but for uh, now, it's playing in small venues. In right now, we're just North handing Hollywood. tapes out, cassette yeah. tapes out on the corner of yeah. Melrose. Hey, you like podcasts? Uh, You like podcasts? You like a podcast? You like a podcast? Hey, podcast. Hey, podcast. Hey, podcast. That's a ball game. Hey, podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take two episodes of the flagrant ones, right? And they fucking whip it down to you and the jewel case hits your hand real hard. What happens? They throw it from far away. You should do a somebody feed Phil about this, where you just like you get the peanuts from thrown to you from really far away. By the time yes. you get over there, you ate the peanuts. Yes. They now they want money. You say you didn't know. You're like you a network executive. You, <laughs> you're trying to save money on You say you say I don't I don't have any money. I didn't know. You didn't say it cost money. I can see it said you got wearing a button that says 1150. I couldn't see that from you threw it to me from so far away. Uh and then he wants five dollars. So what I do is yeah. he's far away. So I throw five dollars, but I don't <laughs> I don't curl it up or anything. I just throw it. It lands at my feet. And then I I said tried. And then I you pick tried. It up and run. You pick it up. <laughs> Somebody drop this going once, going twice. Yes. Put it right in your pocket. Right That's right how you pocket. do it, people. I didn't I didn't make money from nothing. This is smart business sense. Bye. Whoa.